Hey everybody, welcome to episode 218 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am Cliff Johnson. You are joined today by Hans, because Dylan is remodeling a bathroom. Yay me. And you're also joined by Colby, but Colby's chewing it. Oh, he was chewing a salad, so I didn't think he'd join in, but it's okay. He's he's finishing up dinner, you know. Podcasting is hungry work, and you have to come prepared to talk about things. Anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about mostly cyberpunk, and unfortunately mostly how cyberpunk is um, bad. I'm sorry. I know people like it, and I'm not saying you shouldn't like it, but there's just things to talk about with cyberpunk and its development process and so on and so forth and lawsuits, those kind of things. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Steam. Steam's like released their year in numbers, and it is shocking how many people are playing video games right now. I mean, maybe not actually shocking, but you know, whatever. Um, and of course, because Hans is here, we're going to talk about arcade games because he, that's what he brings to this podcast, uh, his delightful voice and arcade knowledge. We got questions uh, from Vinny, uh, me, actually. This is going to be an interesting one. We've talked about this in the Discord a little bit, and this will give you an insight into what happens if you go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord and join our Discord. Uh, Princess Megan, Elsrath 52 Princess Megan again, huh, uh, Captain Sano 6 and our good friend Rich. Some cheap free games, uh, a lot of new games coming to Game Pass that I am very excited about. Unfortunately, one that I got for Christmas. Uh, and then we've got Troll Corner. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a all-around good kind of week. Uh, Hans, why don't you start out and tell us about Tarkov? Because I, is that the only game you play? That is the only game I am playing currently because it sucks up all time. That's so okay. Tarkov, since last we've talked, they because Tarkov is in beta, um, they have done a complete wipe, which means that oh, all progress that we had made before is completely gone. So we started out um, a week into January. Uh, what? No, maybe January 1st. Sometime, sometime recently, within the last two or three weeks. They wiped everything, so we all started out from zero. So um, Tarkov is sweaty that, right now. <laughs> how does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, well, we I mean, we know it's coming, right? So, I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? Because when they wipe, uh, they change a bunch of the mechanics. They balance things. They balance the cost of things. They add new missions, add new maps. Um, they expanded the woods map uh, by almost double. So, you know, they do all these interesting things, and pretty soon... They put in all the things in this version for the streets of Tarkov, which is going to be their biggest map ever, which will be um, kind of like uh, modern warfare, like inside, outside, just massive map. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I lost everything, you know. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's kind of fun, right? And it's why I've been playing. We've been playing so much is because we are building back up from zero. So, you know, it's, sure. You know, we knew it was coming. It's fun. Um, we added a friend. Uh, our friend Sari is now playing with us. Nice. Um, so usually you'll find four of us playing. Yeah, is is that what Tarkov supports? Is it is the max like size four? It actually supports up to five on some maps as teams. And uh, Streets of Tarkov, the new map, may support six player. Wow teams that's, so that's very cool now is it is it in beta or it's in early access right it well beta yeah they call it beta um you oh, go really? to the website yeah pay for 40 bucks for it and then yeah they don't it's not on any it's on their own launcher and everything so you just yeah it's what? not on steam or anything oh i did not realize it that's interesting that's really interesting huh that's yeah. uh, that's cool. Yeah, I man, I tell you, every time I watch you guys play, I I almost think like maybe I should buy Tarkov, and then I realize that I would be very 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 bad at it, and like that I can't dedicate time. 
So, you know. It is, it is a giant punch in the parts. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, every change they make almost seems like they're making it more difficult to play <laughs> um, for casuals, especially. Um, but, you know, it also there's this the, the adrenaline rush I get from that is kind of like the adrenaline rush I got from PUBG, but without all the cheaters that PUBG has. Is that something that they really have kind of figured out? Like it's it doesn't seem like they have a, as much of a cheating problem as some of the other yeah. online games? I think I've been killed by it in 12, 1300 hours now. I've actually seen and been killed by a cheater twice. Wow. Um, so I'm not sure what systems they use, but yeah. It, it And there are people that complain about it, but a lot of those are just bads getting headshot, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know. I mean, considering that I think modern warfare i want to say they estimated that 10 percent of people playing were cheating like that's not that's not too bad so cool uh colby is his camera went away so i don't even know if he's still here he um, is typing what he's the typing. golf have you ever played what the golf no what the golf's so good colby's typing it's fine he'll be back i'm going to tell you first about what i've been playing i've been playing crosscode still um again i like do you ever get into a game and get like 75% of the way done with it. And I don't know. I'm super interested to see what happens in the plot. Like, I really want to see what happens in the plot, but I'm like so over the game. Um, I'm so over the game mechanics. Like, I wanted, I wanted this game to be 25 hours long, and it's going to be more like 40 or 50. And I need to finish it because I really need to find out what happens to everyone and I don't want to just like cheap out and go read it I don't want to watch a video of it I actually want to do it but man I want this game to be done I want it to be done so bad um and it's, and it's not even I don't I think the thing is it's not even that like it's not exactly that I'm bored with it it's not that I'm not enjoying myself like I when I play it I do enjoy it it's that I want to play other things too and I've been playing it for too long I guess if that makes sense um no I get I mean, it you know, I only play games for maybe five or six hours a week. Like, every once in a while, I'll go crazy and, and you know, do maybe even double that. But that still means that a 40, 50-hour game for me takes, like, two months. <laughs> and there's just so many. Every every time new Game Pass games come out, I'm like, oh, I want to play that. I've got a backlog of probably four or five games that I desperately want to continue playing, too. So, I don't know. I think... It's one of those things where I just need to stop playing games that are that long, um, regardless of how good they are, because I, I get to this point in every game where I'm like, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours in and just go like, ah, it's not that I don't want to play this game, it's that I want to play other games too, and I know if I stop playing this game, I will never come back to it. Like, I, I know that if I don't finish CrossCode, I will never finish it, so. Uh, all right, Colby, do you want to tell us about the video games you have been playing? I would love to, Cliff. God, I hate you so much. Absolutely <laughs> love to. I have been playing What the Golf. Now, that's the goofy golf sim it game, right? It is the goofy golf God. sim game. If you've not played that game, it is the funnest golf game on the planet. Please continue. Um, I I won't say that I got bored with Cat Quest, but, like, I wasn't playing Cat Quest. Sure. And, I don't know, like, it just didn't grab me like Cat Quest 1 did. So, I'm like, well, let's see what else there is. And uh, the game I wanted to play hasn't been released on Apple Arcade yet, so I picked up What the Golf, and it is pretty fun. Um, yeah. How long is it? Um, 
five or six hours. I like. Yeah. I, I don't know if I hundred percented it. Um, like, at some point in time, you have to start doing just ridiculous things. Hundred percent. I think I finished like with because I think you can beat that with like sixty or seventy percent of all holes done. Um, right, <laughs> and uh, it's. It's absolutely perfect. Like, I think the perfect length for that game is like five or six hours. I think the the charm and novelty of it would wear off. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that, but God, that game's fun. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to try and describe it? Um, it's a golf game, kind of. Yeah. It is a game in which golf is the central theme, but you don't play golf a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the first hole is maybe real golf, and past that, I don't know if anything else is real golf. Yeah, they're like, uh, there's one where it's just a bunch of clubs on the ground, except like the one club that you need to hit the pole. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you pull back, and you shoot like 15 clubs at the uh, pole, and yeah. you hope that the one that you are controlling hits it. There's a lot of really weird like physics parts of it um there's a huge amount of like video game homages in it um like there's there's a super hot level a set of super hot levels there's a portal level um it's been like i mean i played it like the week apple arcade came out so it's been a hot minute but it's it's on steam too um and it's absolutely worth playing it's super goofy and like exactly what i want out of that um i would recommend if you uh if you like what the golf um uh, let's see. Cricket Through the Ages is also an Apple Arcade and reminds me kind of conceptually the same where it's just really weird and not about cricket at all. So that, that's another good one. What else you got? Um, I have been playing a game called Summer in Mara. Um, I picked it up. It just came out on at least the Xbox. It might be it just came out on all systems, but I don't know. Um, and it's kind of one of those... My time in Portia-ish kind of games, except, again, much like uh, what was the one I just played, um, oh, Cloudcatcher, yeah. uh, Yonder, uh, like, y- you don't actually build a lot, you don't farm a lot that's kind of in there, but it's not, like, the main purpose. You have to do it for, like, material, but it's not, like... Oh, I've got to do it, you know, got to keep up with my farm, got to keep up with the thing. Um, And it's decent-ish so far. Um, Apparently it's a Kickstarter that, uh, I want to say it might be based on an anime. Yeah, it does Um, look like it, huh? And uh, uh, it's, it's cute, but, like, I really hope it's not much longer than... 10 hours or else is (laughs) that that is a game that seems like it will be that would be a good sweet spot and something tells me it's not that um but i'm I'm actually trying to find out if it's you'll be happy to know that uh it's between 20 and 25 hours (laughs) I, i tell you man every 20 hour game could be 10 hours long yeah. <laughs> Every 10 hour game could be seven hours long. Every seven hour game could be four hours long. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if this, the same company that makes it, is the same company that I actually um, uh, kickstarted for another game that they did. Shy Big, maybe? Yeah. Well, the, the, the D Island or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks a ton like. A game I kickstarted? Let's see, kickstart. Yep, The Island. Hey, I kickstarted that game. 
the 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 island or yeah, somewhere in Mara? D island. Oh, nice. Is it out um, yet, or they're building? Uh, it? I think I I think I kickstarted a switch port. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, good on you. Well, man. let's. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't give them a lot of money, yeah. so they owe me though. Um, but like I said, it's not bad. Um, it's right now it's like twenty something dollars, and. I got it for like twelve because I used a ten dollar gift card. Sure. And like I think fifteen would have been a good good price point for that game. So I think it's normally like twenty five. Um, but it's it's fun. I don't know. It might also be because I just finished playing Yonder. Yeah. And it's a very similar game. And Yonder was a lot better. Um, I I would say. It, I like the feels... design of of Yonder a lot. Like, yeah, this one looks really not real because it doesn't look real in any no, way. No, I like it... the like fantastical as- aspects of Yonder. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, it might just be you know if I played this in first, I would be like, oh, it's a really good game. But yeah. I don't know. But like I said, it's not bad. Um, but what is is, and I, I I might have to fight Hans with this Star Wars Squadrons. I'm not liking that game. What are you playing it on? Uh, Xbox. I don't know. Like, it's not a bad game. I, I won't say it's a bad game, but I'm like a little over halfway through it, and I'm bored. Um, oh. Like, I'm like, I want to finish this game, but not really. Like, so I don't know. I've just I haven't played much of the single player. I do a lot of the multiplayer uh, stuff. Maybe that's the difference. Um, and like, I don't know. I just it feels goodish um like you know it, it feels kind of like you're flying in an x-wing but it also i don't know also feels like every other kind of flight sim or not flight sim but like you know what, what ace combat 7 was that the one i just played yeah, yeah. it feels like you know that but i'm in an x-wing um i mean that's the that, that's the problem for me right it doesn't have the ed physics space physics and flights physics so yeah it, it doesn't feel like but it feels like it it sounds and feels like you're Star Wars. So uh-huh. That makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, like but I also, said, I, I don't you think it's bad. That. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you had a Hotas, it might be different, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, if you're bored, that I don't think so, right? If the, yeah. if the single player is yeah. bored. I try multiplayer. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, maybe I'll do that. I kind of hit the same. Like, I, I don't, I'm not very far into it at all. Um, unfortunately, that game makes me quite motion sick. Um, and so I can only play it for about an hour at a time before I start feeling just gross. Um and outside of VR, just straight. Yeah, on yeah, the, the, yeah, on my TV. So uh, not like terrible, but like I play it for an hour and a half, and I like step away, and I'm like, ew. Um, there's just a lot of it's. A, I think it's the just you do a lot of kind of flipping around and spiraling and, and so on and so forth, and like I, I don't know what I want to make that game better. Um, but it seems like a lot of just like, at least what I've played so far is, you know, you're out in space and they're like, hey, another wave of people's coming and shoot all of them. And then I shoot all of them and they're like, cool, good job. Now fly over here and there's another wave of things that are going to come and you're going to shoot all of them. And I think like the story could tie it together a little bit better, but I find the, and I think the story is actually really compelling, but I hate the way they give me the story. Um, I think the briefings are super boring. Um, and I hate talking to the people out on the flight deck that just do the same animation over and over and over while I'm talking to them. Like, I almost wish that it was like, I wish there was maybe cutscenes that push the story forward. And instead. that's, yeah, it seems like cutscenes would have been a better idea. Yeah. And I, and I understand that that probably, well, I don't know. I mean, which do you think is cheaper? Like doing cutscenes or doing 
the briefings and the the stuff. Um, like I would be fine Probably even if they the weren't briefings. like, yeah, I, I would be fine even if they weren't like CGI. Um, like I would be fine if it was like a voiceover or you know like static people like static images talking to each other. I, like quite frankly, I'd be fine if they just got like I don't know the people who did Star Wars Rebels or something animated out the cutscenes. Yeah, and put those in the middle, and you just did the flying. Yeah, I just I, I I think the thing is I like the story and I think it's compelling. Like I really the first mission I was like, oh, this is great. This story is really good. Um, I think it's written by the same people who wrote um, Battlefront. Battlefront. Walt Williams and um, guy. guy that used to work for IGN that I can't remember his name. Um, and they are very good video Brian game writers. Otano? No, he still works for IGN. I cannot. I can Mitch Dyer. Um. They're very good writers, and I think they're good Star Wars writers. Um, I just don't think that the the writing's very well presented in that game. Um, I don't know. I, like, I'm probably going to finish it, but I'm glad I didn't pay forty bucks for it. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It, like I said, it, I don't think it's bad, but like, I'm just kind of bored with it. Yeah, and I'm never going to play it multiplayer. Like, never in a million years going to play it multiplayer. So, no. oh, I see. That's where I think it shines. Yeah, person, honestly. I no, mean, I, that, that like makes I sense. Said, I'm like three missions into the single player, and then I jump to the multiplayer because it's more fun. I, I also think that I'm not a good enough pilot in that game to have it be fun in multiplayer. Same. <laughs> yeah, I would just be the guy getting blown up all the I mean, it's uh-huh. the same reason I don't play multiplayer anywhere, is I'm never going to be willing to put in the time to get good, and so that I'm just bad and bored. <laughs> so. so you know Fancy Lad, Mad Dog, and I, we're, we're bad at games. What we find compelling in uh, this game, in Rogue Squadron, or whatever, the Squadrons, is that uh, you can play uh, PvE, right? So there's... Oh, so it, oh you really? You can choose the level, and then your squadron can go against the Empire, let's say, and it's all AI characters. Oh, I did so not know actually, that. Yeah, so you can actually make it more fun by dialing back the... Uh, the level with which they come at you. Oh, that's actually really good to know. That'd actually be kind of fun then, Cole. We should get a, a, a squadron of two and uh, <laughs> go fight some some AI enemies. I can get behind that. That's interesting. That's a good, that's good to know. The game that I am having fun with this week, though, is Judge. Do you think that's pronounced uh, Judge? It is pronounced Judge. Okay. You, play, you play a Judge. All of the All of the U's in the game are replaced with the Y. Oh well, that of course they are. Yeah, I don't know why. It makes sense. Um, this looks like Judge Dread to me. It is if you took like Judge Dread and mixed it with RoboCop and then made a uh, twin stick uh, like shooter out of it, and that's what you've got with like upgradable weapons and like different perks and stuff that you unlock, and it's fun as hell. Um, like I have been playing it pretty much mostly this week um i'll play like a little bit of summer and mara a little bit of squadrons and then spend like four or five hours with judge it looks um, real cool it is like i i bought it a while ago uh like it was like on sale for five bucks and i'm like eh, i kind of want to try this and hadn't played it and then i noticed that it is like x and s enhanced i'm like oh, we'll, we'll give it a go see what it is i think it just makes it so that it loads fast um <laughs> probably runs at 4k 60 it's probably i don't know um but uh it's super fun um i would highly suggest if you like like i i say twin stick shooters but it's not like it's more like 
um, how oh, West of Dead yeah. was a twin stick shooter, and less like a you know you're flying around. It's not real hectic. Um, it's mostly you know you're just aiming and shooting at bad guys. Is it set um, in Scotland? No. no, I mean maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it just it, it says the filthy stench of crime has taken over. Oh no, it's not Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh spelled weird. Okay, <laughs> there's probably a Y instead of a. There is a Y instead of yeah. a B U R G H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's super fun. Interesting. I would very much suggest playing it. Yeah, I'll check it out. I I need to like I need to figure out an easier way to add things to my wish list so I know when stuff like this goes on sale because. Like, Xbox kind of, like, nerfed all their wishlist stuff, which is weird, but whatever, so... Does it not work on the... Con- or, like, through the phone? I I know you can't do it from a PC anymore, which is, like, where I'm most likely to actually do it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can still do it through the Xbox, like, through your physical Xbox. I don't know about from the no, phone. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can do it. That's how I add all my stuff. When you... You don't get alerts when things go on sale, though, do you? Sometimes, um, <laughs> I've had it give me alerts, and I think, I don't know, I don't know if it's still set up to do alerts. That was something you had to check, uh, um, sure. and I'm not sure it might have changed since then, but, uh, yeah, I've gotten, like, one or two alerts that, like, hey, this is on sale, and I'm like, oh, cool, I don't check my email enough for that to matter, yeah. so. I really need to, uh, I, I think that's the one thing that Steam does really, really right, um, you know, know what I do? Every Tuesday, I go and I look at the new rewards. And then right after that, I go to the store. And there's essentially three places where there will be Xbox sales. There's sure. the deals, then there's Xbox Gold deals, and then there's like Xbox... I think it's like Game Pass deals. Sure. And that's usually like uh, DLC and stuff like that. Sure. And I just look through all those. It takes, you know, it it is, you know, 20 minutes of just scrolling through the store. But... I have found a ton of games that way. Yeah. I just, I wish it was, it just seems like, I I don't know why they don't want me to buy games. I, yeah, I also add a ton of stuff to my wish list and then once a week and probably more than once a week, because like there are just kind of weird sales where like one thing will go on sale and I just go through my entire wish list because it's really easy to tell what's on sale. And if I go like, oh, it's a good deal. I just buy it. So yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Cool. All right, let's talk about our patrons. These are the fine folks that give us a little bit of money every week. Actually, some of these guys give a lot a bit of money, to be frank. Like, it's, you know, I, I support two different things on Patreon. Can I be Hans? Of course you can. Of okay. course. Well, okay, Frank. For now. Okay. Next week, you're Frank. I'm Frank okay. this week. You're Frank next week. Anyway, I, I pay like three bucks in two different Patreons. Like, that's, you know, these these folks go big, and we appreciate it. So you can uh, as well go big or small, whichever, you know, kind of uh, fits your personal budget. And uh, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Slip us a couple of bucks to keep the lights on, pay for the software we use to do this, uh, hosting, that kind of stuff. Uh, and if you pay $10 a month, you become part of our producer level. And I read your name every week that I remember. Um, which is most weeks now because I was smart and added these people to the show notes. So if you want to be in our show notes every week, you can go to Patreon and help us out. Uh, big shouts out. Shouts out. Big shout out. Shouts, shouts out. out. To John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. We really appreciate what you guys do every week. Again, if you would like to be a patron, like Hans. Like Hans is a patron. Hans and I trade money. Uh, he is a patron of my podcast. I am a subscriber to his uh 
Twitch live stream. It, 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 it all works out. It's kind of like when you give gifts to each other and you just give each other a gift card. You know, it's all good. Uh, but if you want to be like Hans, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and uh, you'll make us happy. And you'll get to listen to this podcast like up to 12 hours earlier than you do now. <laughs> It's 12 a big deal. hours. 12 hours. Probably in the middle of the night, your time, unless you happen to be Pacific time or um, like Hawaii. Like people in Hawaii get a good deal on this. Um, Asia, people, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Japan probably gets mm-hmm. a good deal. As soon as you hit, uh, as soon as you hit England, though, it's all downhill again. So whatever. Uh, second of all, you may know that Hans and I are big supporters of Extra Life. Hans slightly more than I am, just because he has lots of friends, I guess, um, and very generous friends. But if you would like to join our Extra Life team, play video games with Hans and I at some point in the future, probably October, November, we have a good old-fashioned time, to be quite frank. Best weekend probably of my year most of the time. You can go to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life, sign up to be on our team. If you would like to start supporting us, you can uh, actually do that now. We actually have gotten... uh, I think I think we're up to a dollar right now, which is uh, which is not bad, right? Like I'm I'm pleased with a dollar overall right now, Hans. We are ranked number three hundred and fifty-two. We have two dollars, two dollars. I believe both of those got donated to Megan. So uh, thanks, Megan, nice. for being like out in front of everything. Uh, you know, I would say that everything I get on the stream goes straight to Extra Life. So there's you know there's dollars sitting there that haven't been moved over yet. If I ever make enough money to pull money out of my Twitch stream, I would do the same thing. So far, I think I have like three dollars. Um, hey, so start. You got to start somewhere. So you want to hear something pretty cool? This is not related to our extra life, but it is pretty cool. Uh, Carter, my kid, actually got affiliated over the weekend. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> right. I think I threw bits at him. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I have not actually thrown bits at him yet because he doesn't have a, a an alert, so I don't know if he'd know if it happened. <laughs> so I need to get him to set up alerts, and then I'll throw some throw some bits at him, give him a sub. But uh, yeah, he he worked really hard. He did like a six hour stream on the last day he was eligible to get it, and like crawled across. You have to have three average viewers, and he ended up with like I think three point oh five. Nice. So, yeah, it was good. He was he was very pleased. I thought it was it was something that I would not have probably had the whatever to do at thirteen years old. So good stuff all right let us move on to dylan's not here who wants to who wants to do it news yeah that'll work news uh today we're talking about cyberpunk um a lot of cyberpunk so um probably the the most interesting i I guess two interesting things came out of cyberpunk this week and i'll I'll, uh i'll give you two of them um one was jason schreier did another big um like expose on the development and uh, all that kind of stuff uh, on cyberpunk. And what he tweeted was that he asked uh, the, the, the founders and you know, the board and stuff at, at CD project red for feedback and said, Hey, this is going up Wednesday. Let me know, um, you know what you want to do. And they very hastily on Tuesday put out like a big like Mia Culpa video and the most like non-committal timeline of what they're doing going forward ever like you, sh- you should go look at it if you haven't seen it yet the like cyberpunk timeline it's like literally a line and there's just like 
next this year sometime like arrows pointing into things it is not very specific about what they're actually doing um but he he did come out so the cd project red co-founder marson uh iwinski came out on video apologized on behalf of the company and leadership team over the launch of 2070 uh, cyberpunk 2077 he said there will be more updates including free content and next gen updates and things um the good news is is if you bought cyberpunk in 2020 thinking hey i'm getting an xbox one series x or a playstation 5 pretty soon i'm sure they are going to release next gen updates for this soon you are absolutely right if you consider soon to be the second half of 2021 wow so (laughs) if you have not purchased this game yet i think maybe waiting for it to go on sale might be a good idea at this point um if you're planning on playing that on a next-gen console. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Um, there are still uh, plans to release free DLC like they did for The Witcher 3, the Blood and Wine DLC for The Witcher, um, which, like, I mean, to call that DLC is actually very generous. It's a 35-hour DLC pack. Um, but it's probably not going to come out in early 2021, as they previously said. So at some point in time, there will be DLC for that. I would guess next year, maybe? Um I, I love, I love these quotes. Okay, so he said in in respect to bringing cyberpunk to consoles, especially older ones, they're like it didn't look super difficult at first. While we knew the hardware game, ultimately time has proven that we underestimated the task. Um, apparently, they say. Uh, the in-game streaming system, which is essentially what gets your video game from the hardware to, you know, your TV, which is responsible for feeding the engine with what you see on screen as well as the game mechanics. Um, just the the disc bandwidth, like the amount of performance, is not able to uh, keep up with their super detailed city. Um they also kind of threw their QA testers under the bus, which was great. They're like, yeah, I don't know. QA just didn't say anything about it. And every QA tester on Twitter was like, you are liars. You are goddamn liars. I promise you. They told you over and over and over and over again what was broken. You just said, ah, we'll get back to that. Um, like, QA Twitter was pissed (laughs) like really 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 pissed um so cd project red continues to blame everyone else for their problems and not the fact that um they just planned poorly so that that's what they said um jason schreier uh said in a in an interview that he interviewed some folks who the developers in 2019 expected the game would launch in 2022 based on the shape of the game in 2019 so um that kind of tells you where the heads are of people who are actually working on the game as opposed to i guess their founders who were maybe looking at a different game um a lot of what they're saying is is and and this is a, a problem that bioware has too is we've launched successful games in the past and we've done it via extraordinary measures and it worked out fine so there's no reason to think that you know we we launched the witcher 3 and it was a shit show there's but the game's great there's no reason to think that we can't do the same thing with cyberpunk and that is um like almost a direct quote from how anthem got made too is you know we made great things in the past there's no reason to think we won't make great things in the future and some of the kind of discourse around that is like that is absolutely true but the problem is is because video games and and this is this is why 
people like us should care about developers um, is that every time you go through one of these horrible crunch uh, pieces, you lose all your senior developers. They get they go somewhere else because they've got marketable skills that they don't have to put to use for your company. And so, yes, it's absolutely true that you made The Witcher 3 and it worked out fine. But the people making Cyberpunk are probably not the same people that made The Witcher. They're probably the junior programmers that made The Witcher 3 that just haven't moved on yet. Um so, you know, they also said the problem was they were building their engine and making their video game at the same time, which one developer equated to trying to drive a train while the tracks are being laid out in front of you at the same time, which is, I don't know, I've never driven a train. Have you guys ever driven a train before? Well, that's not a, that's not a question I actually want to ask. Um, have you ever been on a train before? Yes. Did the, was the track pre-laid? As far as I know. Yeah, so I don't understand why you make an engine anymore. You know, I, that I actually unless you're making Elite, right? The the engine that drives the space combat sim. Yeah, I with with the huge amount of engines out there. Well, I think the thing is, is like I, you've played Cyberpunk. Does anything that Cyberpunk d- does make you think like, wow, they needed their own engine for this? Like that couldn't have been done in Unity or Unreal? No, absolutely not. I mean, it it is. That, and that's exactly it, right? Elite, they wanted to make the physics perfect. They yeah. wanted to make spaceflight physics perfect. Cyberpunk is GTA with fantasy sci-fi stuff on it. Yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I 100% agree. And I, the only reason I can think of is, I guess, the cost. But I would think the cost of developing your own engine would, and the risk of developing your own engine would be greater. And like, I don't think that like they sell this engine. It's not like... It's not making the play that Unity or um, Unreal or even like the Doom Engine did more back in the day, or Quake Engine, I suppose. I, Was I The Witcher 3 on a, its own engine? I don't or? know. Probably. I, I like if I had to guess, but I just don't. I mean, like, I understand why like EA has their own engine um, because it's shared across all of you know their entire platform of games but i I don't know man it i i think that's actually a very good question hans um and i read some discourse of that and it was very split among people like of course there's reasons to build your own engine and other people saying like you like no there's absolutely not yeah it uses the red engine red engine Uh, yeah Yeah, so it's only been used for witcher game well only two and three yeah it replaced the aurora engine originally licensed from bioware yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I guess if maybe other games are using it, maybe, maybe, maybe it makes sense. But I can't. I, I don't know, man. I it's it's obviously not something that's really exactly in my wheelhouse. But I, I agree that seems silly to me. So, so it uses the Red Engine Four. So I wonder if they made a new engine or were they tweaking? They were probably upgrading old, Red yeah. Engine Three, but like that can be a lot of work. So, um. You know, I, I think that the the last part of this is Jason Schreier says that even though um, management had said there was going to be no crunch, apparently a lot of what happened was they'd say like, hey, I can't crunch. I'm going home. And they're like, well, OK, yeah, that's fine. But someone's got to do the work. So I guess if you're going home, everyone else is going to have to work extra. So like, no, they did not mandate crunch, but they guilted people into it. Also, like, if you're thinking, like, but they're super high-paid video game developers. They're making a ton of money. Apparently, a lot of junior pro- programmers are make $700 a month. And I guess that maybe that's Polish money, so I don't know what the exchange rate on that is. But my guess is that 700 bucks a month is not great 
either way to be a, a you know video game developer. Uh, finally, last bit of cyberpunk news is uh, the. Uh, Investors on Cyberpunk have filed a second lawsuit against the developers and publishers. So I don't know. Like Cyberpunk, I think is going to be one of those things that we look back on. Like, do you guys remember like Diakatana? Like, you're going to look back. On- is he still going to make me my bitch or his bitch? <laughs> John Romero? No, he made yeah. his last game was about tacos. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Wasn't what. that Diakatana that it was John Romero's going to make you uh-huh. make you his bitch? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like I still really enjoy John Romero. Like even after that debacle, I, I had the pleasure of hearing him and his wife talk at um, me too Comic Con. Were you at that Comic Con with us? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, and it was cool. Like it was really cool to see him talk. And I mean, the dude is a legend. But yeah, no, that was probably not great, great <laughs> marketing. But I think this is we're going to look back on Cyberpunk. 10 years from now, kind of like we do Taya Katana or like Duke Nukem Forever is just like, what a like a, apparently Witcher three kind of released like this as well. Um, this bad though. I don't know about this bad because it wasn't as big. Yeah. Apparently it might've been this bad, but no one was, it was the like, Witcher. Yeah. It was the Witcher. It wasn't a game that had been hyped for the last like five years. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I mean, they'll maybe pull they'll, it together and it'll be Witcher three. Maybe they'll pull it out. Like I, I hope they do. Um, because I legitimately do want to play this game, um, but I mean, apparently not for at least six months. So yeah, I was going to say you can in mid two thousand twenty one. I don't know. Have you it's put more the, time you know, into I it? Mean, I have not. I bounced off it pretty hard. Um, I'm hoping DLC fixes it. I think I'm going to do the same thing. I, I mean, and this this really parallels No Man's Sky for me, right? Except Hello Games made everything they promised come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and for free, right? I'm curious, you know, everything in that trailer, No Man's Sky dropped, where you're like, oh my god, and then they made the the Jurassic Park trailer where it showed that it was trash um, on release. Now it actually looks, and it, I think, I, I honestly think that everything they promised, they did for free in updates. Now we'll see, you know, if CD Projekt Red can follow that. Do you wonder where No Man's Sky got the money to do that? Like, I know it sold well, but like... To not really, I mean, they've made another game now, but like no. It, so the way I understand that is the um, the Sony exclusivity deal was so massive that it paid that for it. They just yeah, they just had money laying around after that. I mean, I guess it's un- and it's it feels like the Sean Murray guy is a good dude, so he just like full on good dude. Interesting. I guess it's on Game Pass now too, so they probably got a little bit of Microsoft money. Um, they made another game. It might have sold okay. It actually looked pretty cute. Um, it got kind of middling reviews, but whatever. All right. Uh, let's talk about Steam for a little bit now. Um, Steam released their 2020 year interview, which kind of goes on to talk about, uh, you know, kind of the numbers. So we're going to talk numbers for a little bit here. I think that, um, I, like, I'm not as much now, but there was a time during the pandemic, especially early, where I was playing a lot more video games, and I don't think that that's uncommon for a lot of people. A lot of people don't have commutes anymore. They've just got a little more spare time, or, you know, you don't go anywhere, so, you know, whatever. Um, so, apparently, the number of hours played on Steam in 2020 is 50% greater than 2019, which is a small jump. 
that means that uh, they had 120 million monthly active players, 62.9 million daily active players, 24.8 million peak concurrent players, 2.6 million new purchasers per month. So that's 2.6 million people that have never bought a game before on Steam buying a game. Uh, 21.4 more games purchased compared to 2019, and the previously mentioned 50.7 more hours played compared to 2019. This is all from an IGN article. So, like, that's a a lot, a lot of of people playing. Um, it, it was it was big enough that uh, they at some points in time, especially during the Cyberpunk launch, were actually pushing fifty two terabytes per second of data out to people downloading wow. games, which is a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so in twenty 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 five, like this is a number that I can't even comprehend twenty five point two exabytes of data were pushed to Steam. If you don't know what an exabyte is, that's one million terabytes. So that's, uh, let's see, if you have a standard Xbox that is 25 million Xbox hard drives, <laughs> is that is that math right? Sure. 25, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of data. Like, I've never... I don't even think in exabytes. Like, is that something like that your job? Like, do you get up to exabytes, Hans? Um, just we're starting to talk about exabyte scale now. Right now, we're in petabyte scale. It's crazy. So absolutely crazy. Uh, it is at a massive. I mean, just from a network point of view, the CDN that is driving that. Even though I was mad when Cyberpunk came out and it came crashing to a halt, um, that day one patch. It is that is a that is a very impressive number 52 terabytes per second do you have any insight into like what network that runs on because that's a that's a lot of data i mean it i imagine they're like uh blizzard lives at AT at&t tier one data centers so they just have so i assume yeah they just have servers they are all big data centers yeah crazy um like maybe the most like covid 2020 related part of this is that apparently they were actually pushing so much data that not necessarily in the united states but other countries actually approached them and said like hey can you stop pushing data so fast um it's overwhelming our networks and uh, making it so people can't work from home and kids can't uh go to school remotely because steam is pushing so much data so I know, I know Netflix got the same, the same kind of ask, so crazy, absolutely crazy, just the, the sheer amount of video games being played. Well, and I think the crazy thing is, is I, I'm going to make a guess and say that if you look at the Xbox version of those same stats, it's bigger. Um, or maybe equal in size. The PS5 is probably most definitely bigger, just because I think there are probably more console gamers than there are PC gamers. Um currently like i could be wrong like i'm just dragging that out of my ass but i'm i'm guessing that uh that 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 those numbers are bigger for console gamers um especially i think because especially the reason i'm thinking xbox is i know how many games i download to my xbox off game pass that i never even open um like i don't have to buy them so they they get there for free so i don't know i mean i'll i'll download 100 gigs of video game just to get like a microsoft reward for opening it and then delete it so you know, uh, Hans, you're going to tell us about arcade games. So yeah, CES was virtual a week or so ago. Um, and arcade one up who you've heard me talk about through the years, um, have released a new round of cabinets and I have, I've have, I have generational cabinets going back to their very first cabinet they released. And 
they are getting better and better every time they release Marvel vs. Capcom is right behind me, and it's one of my favorites. Thank goodness. Um, but they announced some of the new ones, which is uh, first one is one of my favorite games of all time, Dragon's Lair, um, which they will include Dragon's Lair 2 and Space Ace. Um, all the new arcade one-up cabinets actually look very similar to the old cabinets or to the you know original arcade cabinets. Sure. Um, whereas before in the earlier generations, they were all uh, pretty generic. But now, so Dragon's Lair actually looks like a Dragon's Lair cabinet. It actually, um, we're not sure this is still beta, but they might actually ha- have it work with your phone to do on Dragon's Lair because it was run off a DVD or excuse me, a laser disc. Um, there was a... Um, little dmd display that would list your score and things like that off of the screen because they couldn't put anything on the screen right because that was this laser disc output um and they're talking about using your phone that goes to a web page that is all that that shows your screen and your score just like it would on the original dragon slayer anyways yeah. um i'm really excited about that so i think if you've never played uh, dragon slayer 2 and i would guess there's actually probably a fair amount of people that haven't that game was neat it was uh like Han said, it played off a laserdisc in an arcade cabinet, and which meant the graphics were like kind of cutting edge Don because Bluth, it was like man. watching a Disney movie, um, or I guess probably more pro- appropriately, like a Don Bluth movie. Um, yes, he worked for Disney for a time too. That is true. So, that um, is true. Um, so, like, if you've seen the Rats of Nim, which I guess maybe if you've never played Dragon's Lair, you probably haven't seen the Rats of Nim either. But Secret of Nim. Se- sorry, Secret, Secret of, Nim. of Nim. I apologize. God, I love that there movie are rats, too. So. There are rats in yeah, it. Yeah, Mrs. Frisbee's coming for you. Yeah. Uh, and the entire thing was is you you'd watch like a sequence happen and then you'd have to choose like a direction essentially to to move the the joystick and if you missed you were dead and you were out a quarter and you usually got killed spectacularly and then you had to put another quarter into it like t- tell me if I'm wrong or if this is just something I remember incorrectly but there was actually like a run on quarters when Dragon Slayer came out because people were feeding so many quarters into arcade machines. Oh, I don't know about that, but Dragon's Lair was actually one of the first that was 50 cents a play, not just Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I have only Maybe actually really played it in any sort of real way at the nickel arcades. It was only 10 cents a play. But uh... So the nice thing about what I think Arcade 1-Up is doing lately, as barcades and arcades start to come back, those of us in the collector's market, and this is a very niche market, of course, uh, our game collections are starting to get very worth a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, there's better ways to say it of course uh but in that vein it is much harder to get games anymore especially games like dragon's lair yeah. or what's a few of the others they've released um and a dragon's lair cabinet right now that actually works with a working laser disc player in it um runs easy five thousand dollars right so probably more than it did brand new you know for inflation i'm actually so, looking right now for, they were forty two hundred dollars new <laughs> yeah um so yeah, you know, you get a this this arcade one up is kind of nice. I mean, that's and that's why I have some of the arcade ca- uh, one up cabinets I do is because either the motherboards are expensive or they're hard to uh, procure. So this is really nice of them to choose. I mean, they've got some of the more um, cheaper games like Pac Man and things you can pick up for three hundred bucks anywhere you want. But seeing this is just it's really nice, especially with Dragon's Lair and the next one, the X Men four player cabinet, which will uh, complement the Turtles four player cabinet. Um, is very nice. That 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 game is very sought after as well for the barcade scene. Um, and then they're also going to have a Killer Instinct uh, cabinet, which is one of my favorite games. That's Nintendo's fighting game. Yeah. Well, not Nintendo. It was rare, right? Rare. Yeah. Uh, I really like Killer Instinct. Came out on the Super Nintendo. 
Super Nintendo, yeah, it was, it was the first the, place it was. It was the very first video ga- Nintendo video game to use the word kill. Yep. Oh, Everything else was you'd defeat the enemy or you'd vanquish the enemy. It was the first time they actually said kill. Neat. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the... Uh, Colby was talking about these... Uh, they're they're kind of going back. They're the retro. What do they call them? I didn't even write legacy. Down legacy think. cabinets. Yeah. So they've put out some of these. They're kind of taking their their series one or series two cabinets and making them actually look like the proper cabinets. So they're going to put out a Tempest that actually looks like the Atari cabinet Tempest, which was um, fairly unique. Um, Street Fighter two the same way, and Pac Man will actually have the Pac Man curve. Um, and then the the neat thing actually that's kind of cool they're putting out a pub table so you know it's like a you know a standing pub table um, with an LCD in it it's a four way pong table um, which will have a bunch of different four way kind of breakout games that could be a lot of fun. very cool um, so yeah there's just a arcade one up is doing I wouldn't say the Lord's work yet but they're they're getting there <laughs> um, I, I'm still very unhappy with their pinball tables but. They still haven't even released any of those into the wild yet. So I think it's fun. I like to see like I I don't think I would ever uh go as, as far as you have, um, just because I don't live somewhere in the basement. But uh I, I love the idea of arcades, if anything else. I like I like that there are still people making them, there are still people playing them. I think that's really fun. So very cool. Uh who wants to play Vinny for today? Hello, my name's Vinny. Yeah. What's your questions, yo? I don't know why I don't. I have asked. What's your questions, yo? What's your questions, yo? That has. Uh, that's good. All right, Vinny's uh, question today is: What are your top three standout music tracks from video games? And this is why Colby should look at the questions. <laughs> it is why Colby should look at the questions. Lucky, Quick, how about you guy goes first? <laughs> Luckily um, for Colby, I came prepared. Do you have? Uh, do you have thoughts, Hans? I do. I mean, it's pretty easy for me, right? I mean, Zelda, the Zelda theme is just yeah. incredible. Um, Mario, the uh, one, two, the underworld theme is <laughs> denim, incredible. Denim, denim, denim. Um, you know that joke, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think you know the the weird out of left field one that I'm going to say is the entire soundtrack to Jazz Jackrabbit. You know, I, I've heard that, that is actually was. really good. I don't know if I know it, but I've, I've heard that too. Yeah, the Zelda theme is a good poll. Like that is the Zelda theme to me is kind of like the Star Wars theme, where you've heard so many different versions of it, but because they all resolve around that that you know kind of refrain that you know, you can hear almost any version of it and go like, oh yeah, Zelda, that's cool. No, I agree with that. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I I limited myself to five. Um, which is a limit. Um, I also limited myself to only games that I've actually played that I like the soundtrack from. So that that actually leaves out um, Ben Prunty, unfortunately, because he's one of my very favorite video game composers. But I've not actually played um, any game that he's composed for except for Into the Breach. Um, Into the Breach is very good. That's a great soundtrack. But I don't have like a standout Into the Breach song that I love. I just think the entire soundtrack's good. So I'm going to say um, Abzu, the Abzu soundtrack um, by Austin Winery, but specifically uh, To Know Water is actually probably the song that actually got me listening to video game soundtracks. Um, I, I like that song a lot. Um, the Skyrim soundtrack by Jeremy Sewell, um, the Dragonborn uh, song, which is the the one you know. Like, that is the the 
that that's again that one where you hear it and you're like, oh, Skyrim. That uh, that's good. Um, the Doom 2016 soundtrack by Mick Gordon, "Rip and Tear," is just a that song is so good. Um, it is so loud and so just it's it's good. It's uh, it's that's like when I'm in a angry mood or I'm in a bad mood and I need something to like just like rip me out of it. Rip and Tear is the way to go. Um, the Celeste soundtrack by Lena Rain, um, "Resurrections" is like a seven and a half minute. Um, chiptune song that has this incredible refrain about four and a half minutes in that's just absolutely incredible um and the oxen free soundtrack by scientific uh beacon beach is again the one of those it's it's one of those ones that comes up in my playlist every once in a while and it, it immediately makes me want to go play oxen free again um really really just great set of soundtracks there colby you're back i'm back hey uh so I thought about this a long time over the past couple days. Thirty since seconds. Vinny got this um, question in, and I really narrowed it down to three. Sure, good job. Um, I uh, am going to go with Jose Gonzalez's uh, "Far Away" oh, yeah. off of the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Spectacular song, um, and it's used incredibly well in that game. Yep, agreed. Um, That's the song that plays when you go to Mexico, right? Go to Mexico. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to go with two that I do not know how to pronounce, but I'm going to do my best. Sure. Um, it is Minaria Cathedral off of, um, the Chrono Trigger soundtrack. Ah, uh, it's good. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's actually called. Um, cause I, even though I've spent days trying to figure this out, um, days. I am looking at not the official soundtrack. I'm looking at something else. Fair um, and then, um, actually, I've got the official soundtrack for Final Fantasy VII or VI, so I could really quickly check and see if that is the name of this one. It is. Um, the Aria de Mezzo from Final Fantasy VI, and that is the opera song from when they're at the opera house. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I would actually say I, I, there is a Final Fantasy VI song that I love, and I don't know which one it is. Is it Spinadrag? Could be. Or Johnny C. Bad? Get it? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. 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 That's got like that's got a great like the Final Fantasy. I remember one time I was sick, um, and I just left my Nintendo running with. Uh, like the uh, I don't know what song it was, but just like probably probably the the like song that plays over the uh, the <gasps> this is gonna get ripped Uh-oh. off the website. But yes, that song called what's it called? Bumpa Omen. Yeah. Um, is that the one that plays over like the? Um, you might be thinking of the Minds of Narsh. Could be. Which is the what it plays when. Uh, Biggs and Wedge are going into town. Well, I was thinking actually the one that probably plays over like the intro screen. Like if you just like never press start. That I think that is because I think it does go into that. I just remember being like super sick and for some reason that being on, like probably I actually like started playing it and wasn't feeling well enough to actually yeah. play it. <laughs> and so it stayed there and it played for just like two hours and just sitting there thinking like how terrible I felt. But like this song is really a banger. <laughs> like it was good. Um, one that I didn't think I, when you said Red Dead Redemption, I was going to say um, on the Red Dead Redemption 2 soundtrack, um, Unshaken is really good. It's the one they played at the Game Awards in probably 2018. That one's really, it's written by the same guy I think that does... Uh, 
What is the name of that game with the binaural audio? Oh, jeez. Um, Hell, Hellblade? Hellblade? Yeah. So, so a Sacrifice? A, yeah, so there's a song off that called, I think it's River of Knives. That's super awesome, Yeah. Too. I don't know. I, I, I listen to almost exclusively video game soundtracks these days. Um, I listen to three of them. <laughs> I have, like... Uh, my Spotify now, so like if you have a Spotify account, um, it just automatically generates playlists off of what you listen to, and I think my and I think it generates five of them every day. They're called your daily mixes, and uh, yeah, my my first one and my third one and my fifth one and my sixth one. There's six of them, so four out of my six are just video game playlists, um, and I just pick one every day and listen to it. So when I'm not listening, to all podcasts, you need is Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past soundtrack, sure. Final Fantasy VI, and Chrono Trigger. That's all you need. That's all I need. I th- well, hold on. I, I have an honor. I didn't know we could go more than three, oh, so d- I have a huge honorable mention, and I feel bad for leaving Frank Kopecki out of this. No, you're fine. Um, we got to talk about Hellmarch from Red Alert, Command & Conquer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. entire Command & Conquer. I mean, that is, yeah, his, that whole soundtrack, talk about a great soundtrack, Command & Conquer, both Red Alert and the original Red Alert. Uh, or the original Command and Conquer, those uh, game soundtracks are incredible. Do either of you listen to video game soundtracks enough to have like favorite songs from video games you've never played before? No, no, they're all games I've played. Yeah, so um, there's a song called uh, "So Let Us Melt." It's by Jessica Curry. It's I think the video game is called "The Growing of the World," but I I'm not actually sure. Um, that was actually the song I listened to most on Spotify last year because it just comes up in this playlist I listen to all the time. It came up, I'm like, I don't know that song. And I listen to it, I'm like, oh no, I've heard that song 400 times last year. Um, that's really good. And there's another, uh, there's another song. I wish, I can't even remember what game it comes from. I haven't played the game. It's like a, like a first person roguelike that looks just so outside my wheelhouse. That's got a, just a terrific song and I cannot remember the name of it um unfortunately but yeah there's actually i listen to enough video game soundtracks that there are 100 percent games that i have never played before that uh that i listen to the, the soundtracks quite a bit for so have you heard uh baba yetu by chris tin christopher tin from civ 5 um civ 4 civ 4 probably you should look that up after. yeah it's very cool it's a uh, swahili oh that's very cool with orc orchestra it's good stuff the uh the hyperlight drifter soundtrack is spectacular as well um the ori soundtrack is spectacular as well um there's just so there's so much good <laughs> video game music out there to be frank so like don't uh and so much of it's on spotify now it used to be actually be kind of hard to find um but a lot of it is on on spotify now as well um everything by bear mccreary the guy who did um the god of war soundtrack uh the new god of war soundtrack, battlestar galactica did, did battlestar galactica also did um oh he's done a lot of things i see his name pop up yeah, damn near everywhere he did outlander is. if you watch the like scottish people killing each other show a lot of uh a lot of uh, uh, bagpipe in that, but it's very good. So check. Just go listen to music. Go like go go listen to video game soundtracks. Uh, thanks, Vinny, for that question. Uh, up next, we have a question from me. Um, we've talked about this in the Discord a little bit. It has nothing to do with video games. I'm curious what you guys would do to prevent World War II from happening without killing Hitler. Do killing I have everyone but Hitler. Killing everyone but let's let's say uh, how about we we say how to prevent World War II without killing anybody? 
I think that requires a lot of understanding history and how to stop World War One and all Germany way back then and you know because that led directly into Hitler's rise to power. So do you do you World think War you can I stop and, World War Two by re- saving um, Archduke Ferdinand? Yes uh, and no. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff so, going on already. So yeah, that's that was the like the impetus or not it's that was like the you know like hey the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. to go in there um but i think that if you um you stop that world war 1 might still happen but it might be a couple years yeah. it might take a while but hitler was actually i mean not fairly old but he was older than i assumed he was when he went into the army he was like 25 interesting uh, um so you push it back five years, maybe at 30 you don't join the army yeah. or you're not, you know, like a frontline fighter. And that's apparently kind of where he got um, kind of radicalized. radicalized. Yeah. Um, so maybe you don't do that. Also, you know, maybe uh, so he leaves Munich or no, Austria? Yeah. In 1913 and like becomes like a painter and, you know, uh, that doesn't go anywhere. Maybe if it goes somewhere, yeah. he uh, he he's not a. Well, it makes you wonder too guy. if like the treaty that the United States of and, Versailles, yeah, if they had like not been so crappy to Germany <laughs> after yeah. World War One, like it, you probably would have been able to avoid World War Two. Um, like there's there's a bunch of history even before that where if you. Uh, like pre World War One, even where if you look at like how the monarchies work in uh, England and Russia, Prussia, and they were all related. Yeah, they were all because related. that's what that's what they assumed would stop world wars from happening. Yeah. Is like, well, if everyone's related, they won't attack each other. There's a behind the bastards on, which is a terrific podcast if you've never listened to it. On, um, I don't remember who he is. I think it's the the king of Prussia. He was the one that was born like super sick. Do you remember that one call? It's the it was the from Russia, wasn't it? I, th- I thought it was Prussia, the, but it could have been. No, no. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's it's really interesting though. Like he's the the queen of England's daughter's son, I believe. Um, and he's born super sick. He was the one that like they had to, like they kept him in weird braces and stuff because they thought it would work. And I don't know. It was. Hey. He, I like the names on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, uh, Ferdinand. No, no, that's, you, you already guessed. Yeah, we that already one. guessed that one. Um, I can't. Uh, oh shoot, it's very German sounding. He's got the it's the the helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, like he because he was born so sick, like really felt like he had stuff to prove, like to to uh, like live up to his father's memory, and so he was like aggressively militaristic, which caused a lot of the the problems in Europe in uh, like pre World War One. Which so like you know, like you just give that kid a hug, and everything might be a little bit better. I don't know. It was, it was a you know it it. The whole thing kind of strikes me, right? If it wasn't Hitler that rose, would it be someone else? Someone yeah, else, absolutely yeah, that, possible. That, yeah, some I mean, guy it, named like, Bill. <laughs> it, it could have been. 
I mean, I think actually, I mean, really, you know, so like, I think that's a, you know, obviously one of those things, you, you know, you have to deal with is, you know, like you, your name is inadvertently Hitler. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a bummer for you. But like, I think of the three people sitting right here right now, the odds of the person that would have rose to power if it hadn't been Hitler being named Hans based on where it happened. Pretty good. Like that could have, that could have been bad for you, Hans. Your parents would have had to name I you something else instead. Good. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of bad Hanses out there. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of so, good Hanses though too, ma'am. I uh, I've only met two. Of I actually them. read an article one time years ago. This is probably like closer to when we first met about that Hans was the most like they did a huge international study and of all the first names in like the entire world, people automatically trusted people named Hans. Like it was just a oh good yeah, real, real trustworthy name. So that's why we're did, friends. Did you have um? Uh, like diehard jokes. Oh, I didn't think about that. There were diehard jokes. Yeah. Yes, made towards. I, I, you know, like I'm, I'm named after goddamn cheese. Yeah. So you know, mm, I, uh, I still to like. So I'm 43. Um, question mark. <laughs> uh, and to this day, every new person that meets me, like not everyone, but like a. a bunch of them are like oh, Clifford the big red dog like oh. I'm like yeah you're literally the first person to ever make that connection in my entire life I promise you um, and I've just started telling that to people now and then they look real like oh like, no it's fine it'll, it'll be okay but anyway next question um, apparently we have two from Princess Megan this week it's great uh, she says and this kind of actually segues in um, I don't remember if this one's asked or not I think it has but that's fine what is your favorite oh shoot this is going to be a problem so it, the question is, is what is my favorite non-gaming podcast it also can't be behind the bastards <laughs> um, she does not specifically uh, rule out the other podcasts that uh, Robert Evans is on um, so I, I guess maybe I'm safe but uh, I don't listen to any podcasts that don't feature Robert Evans or are video game related can you not hear Colby us Colby can't hear you I can now. I can like for a second. You just like did that like where you went, and then it just oh, went weird. silent for about fifteen seconds. Well, we'll hope that that uh, is fine. Um, okay. I heard you okay. So, uh, Cole, what uh, what non video <laughs> gaming? Yeah, Colby's got Colby listens to how much time do you have? Hundred podcasts. Um, give me like maybe your top f- three if you give them descriptions. No. Um, so if you like disasters, I suggest All Bad Things, Disaster Area, uh, Catastrophe Cast, and um, Black Box. What is it? Black Box Down? Black Box Down is very interesting. Wait, it's only th- about plane crashes. You listen to three different disaster podcasts? That was four, Cliff. Keep up. <laughs> um, oh, man. Five to four, or five, no, it's probably five to four, uh, yeah. is a very interesting podcast about... Um, the Supreme Court and just how bad the Supreme Court is. Um, let's see. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist I listen to every day. It's kind of a news thing. Uh, it's from the guy who was pretty much like co-creator of Cracked. Yeah. Um, that's really good. The Dollop, if you like history, Dollop's great. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. You said no video games, but I suggest Video Game Apocalypse. It's good. Um, Laser Time is a good uh, 
like pop culture kind of thing. Um, also, 30, 20, 10 is the same thing. They look back 30, 20, and 10 years ago at the pop culture of that week. So from the 1991, 2001, and 2011, what was going on in music, TV, movies, uh, and sometimes news of that week. I want to do that with video games. It's apparently very hard because in the like older you yeah. get, the harder like releases is, are. Yeah, I, I tried doing uh, that. Like, what games were released in the year you were born, um, or the week I was born? And it was like well, I don't know. It's there's just the late seventies was not great for keeping track of that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Worst year ever is good. Um, even more news. Those are. Uh, Robert Evans adjacent um, Bundyville was only two seasons but it's absolutely excellent it's about uh, the Bundys um, and maybe it would be not as interesting to people who don't like share the same state with them huh. um, Bedtime Stories is a good uh, kind of like uh, true quote unquote true kind of like not ghost stories but supernatural things Sure, uh, they're interesting and, I mean, I could keep going on, but uh, how did this get made? That's good. But everyone knows about that. Um, you know, eat the rich, depending on your um, political leanings, might be interesting. Um, but, yeah. I am not German. Uh, yeah, I don't speak I don't German. German, sorry. That's good. Um, I mean, I that that was just a small list of the how many, podcasts I listened to. How many podcasts do you listen to a week? Uh, 40 hours worth-ish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which it's probably about true to that because I listen to I only work thirty two hours now currently, but uh, I listen to all of my podcasts at one point five speed. So yeah. you know maybe it's more than forty hours. I've started having to do that too. I just can't fit them into without a commute anymore. I can't fit them in, so I have to listen to what one I have to. Um, mm-hmm. I how about you, Hans? What do you listen to? Um, so I would say there uh, the one. I listen to a bunch of serial podcasts. Um, so nice white parents is a really good one. That'll open your eyes. It's crazy. Um, about school systems in New York and white people being terrible. Shocking. Um, yeah, no kidding. Huh? Um, it's pretty much the dollop but, too. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the podcast, I forget about, uh, scorpions when to change was really good. There's a series about that, uh, being a written by the CIA. Interesting. Whether that's true or not, that's a really good one and worth a listen. Um, but my weekly ones, I'm kind of a Luddite, right? I listen to the last podcast on the left because they're funny. I, I, I haven't like listened since they went to Spotify. I, I, I followed them to Spotify and enjoy them very much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adam Conover does a Factually podcast, which is really good. Um, usually pretty short. But the one I uh, think everyone should listen to is It Could Happen Here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Um, um Take a listen to that and uh, cry yourself. Start trying to make a change. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, I think I just need to throw out that like Spotify is the worst podcast player in the world. It's so bad. I agree. I hate it so much. (laughs) If if you if you like uh, it could happen here, I highly suggest Bundyville. Um, It's very interesting. If you like it could happen here, I highly recommend Behind the Police. Uh, I listen to, I like, I used to listen to a ton of podcasts and I don't have time anymore. So I listen to, um, behind the bastards and, um, uh, worst year ever and some more news. And, uh, 
Waypoint, which is a video game podcast. Um, probably the best podcast that I don't listen to anymore that I really enjoyed is Citations Needed. Um, it's a podcast about um, essentially, essentially, it's a podcast about media criticism and um, how media influences people and how specifically the wealthy use media to influence people the way they want to. Um, it is really the, it's the podcast that probably convinced me that all billionaires are bad, um, which was kind of an interesting turning point for me. Um, but it's, it's good. And they interview a lot of really interesting people. So citations needed is good. Um, I wish I had more time for podcasts because there's, uh, did you guys ever listen to the city? It was a, like a five part podcast put out by, I think USA today, oddly enough. Um, how many pie charts are, I know, right. Uh, that was about a guy who bought a, um, like, if you don't know the history of Chicago, like Chicago has a, a history just rife with corruption. Um, and this was a guy who bought like a city block and told a bunch of developers, like in a super par- poor part of town, and told developers that he would haul their garbage out for them and like would undercut everyone's price. And they're like, cool, that's great. And it turns out he was just taking it to this city block he owned in uh, like this poor development in Chicago and dumping it there. And the city people around him, like, you can't do this. He's like, yeah, I can. I own it. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you going to call? Come on. Um, and like, it was one of those things, you know, because he was dumping um, like, you know, asbestos and, you know, dust. Like it was, it was just making everyone sick. It was a really interesting podcast. It was called, I believe the city um, or that might be the series. It's a part of, um, if you've never uh, listened to serial serials, real good. And we'll, have you lose faith in our criminal justice system, which is um, also fun. Already there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'll do, I'll do, I'll just shout out local podcast, uh, Brigham young money and the RSL uh, show. If you like soccer, both really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if specifically if you just like RSL, which it's high cliff, you should listen to it. I should again, I need more time. All right. So that's our podcast update. Um, podcasts are good. Um, hopefully your answer to that is, is by actually, you know, I guess I should say to others. Um, if you want to listen to a podcast about Christmas all year round, um, I have another podcast called we're so Xmas that we just finished doing 25 episodes of, uh, every day in December. So there was a, a podcast every day, Jan- uh, December 1st through December 26th, but we also do that monthly on the 25th of every month if you like christmas um and colby and i actually did a a short-lived podcast we'll say it's a series called uh omg oh shoot it's been long enough that i don't remember what it's called omg you've got to watch this (laughs) omg watch this pod that sounds right right i'm sure uh yeah. OMG, o- you've got to watch this. O- OMG, you've got to watch this. on. Uh, so if you search for that on Apple Podcasts, you can... We did, like, probably 10 episodes of it um, where we'd watch terrible movies and then often talk about them for longer than the actual movie lasted. Um, I mean, the the last one we did was on uh, Hulk Hogan, the uh, No Holds Barred no movie, holds barred. which is maybe an hour and a half long, and we talked about it for almost two and a half hours. So uh, we did... No Holds Barred, we did uh, Miami Connection, which is great. Um, a bunch of Titanic cartoons, oddly enough. Two different ti- Titanic cartoons. Um, 
it was great. Andy the Talking Hedgehog, Fateful Findings. Fateful Findings, uh, our Fateful Findings episode is by far our most listened to podcast. If you've never seen Fateful Findings, just go watch that um, and then listen to our podcast. So that's 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 uh, a little bit of self-promotion for something we don't do much anymore. Uh, next question, Elsrath. I'm actually glad you're here, Hans. Maybe you can help. You've got a lot of cords, I assume, in that big office you got going there. Um, how do you organize your computer cords? What's the best way to organize computer cords? Lots and lots of Velcro. Do you use those cool Velcro ties that like feed into themselves to make like a loop? Is that what you do? Yes, I do. And what do you Velcro them to? Like, so my my desk is horrible. Um, there's cords everywhere. Do you like Velcro it to the desk itself or to each other or? So you just have a just Velcro everything. Yeah, big nice tube all Velcroed together. Maybe you have like better cords than I do. I don't think I can do that. So so you just make like a big cord that comes out the back of your computer and Velcro it all together. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they go different places, but yeah, you know, if I'm trying to do some cord management, like, um, I should take some pictures of the cord management I'm doing for my console collection because, you know, there's 12 consoles over there and the cords go everywhere and I've got it pretty well so you can't see them. And how do you... And that's all Velcro. Huh. And staples. <laughs> So, so what you're saying is I just need what to try I staples holding the Velcro down. Yeah. I'm good. It's I just use you use double the Velcro you think you're going to need. Okay, that's fair. I I just look at my desk. Like I see those people they're like, "Here's what my desk looks like that I work at every day." And I'm like, "There's no cords on this. Do you not have a mouse? Like how does this work?" Um or they, they it's like their cord is they've got one from their keyboard and one from the mouse. That's the only cords that are visible. And I'm like, "My desk is first of all covered in crap constantly." But uh, also, there's a thousand things plugged into my computer. Where do all those cords go? So maybe the answer is 7,500 feet of Velcro. All right. So what I yes. do is, so like in my, you know, with my TV and stuff, it's got a TV, an Xbox, two Xboxes currently, PlayStation 5, Switch, all those hooked up to it. And what I do is about once a year... When I plug something in, I look at it and go like, holy shit, that's a mess. I got to do something about this. And then ignore it for a year until next time I go to plug something in and go, I should really just pull everything out and fix this. And then I just do that every year, but don't do anything and it's fine. See, and I actually do the opposite where about once a year I do that to both my TV and my computer. And every time I do it, first of all, I end up with like two plugs that aren't plugged into anything. And I'm super curious what those went to and what happened to them. Like, did the, did more grow? Like, are my, are my, like those stupid, like wall wart things like mating with each other. And like this smaller one is just the outcome of that. Or did I unplug something and I don't remember it? Or did someone break into my house and steal a peripheral from my home and leave the power cord? I don't know. Um, but I do that. And then invariably the next day I'll go like, ah, oh, man, I got to put this in here too. And it screws everything up. Or it's not any better after I do it than when it is before. I don't know. I need, I probably need to hire someone. I think that's, that's the secret. I actually have three Xboxes. Well, I so I got I've got a 360, uh, Xbox One X, and then uh, Xbox Series X. I've shipped two out of my house in the last like month, and I still have I think four. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, so I guess the answer is Velcro, um, and maybe hiring Hans to come do it. Would you like if I pay for a, a plane ticket? Will you come out and Velcro my stuff for me, Hans? 
Show me vaccination records. We'll okay, talk. soon. Uh, Princess Megan, mm-hmm. again, wants to uh, ask another question. The three of us have to appear on a current reality TV show. Which show are you choosing and who would emerge the victor? I am severely limited by my knowledge of reality television. Same. The Bachelor. It's gonna get weird. Are are we hey. each bachelors or are we going... Are we, is it The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? No, Bachelor. So... Explain to me how we would all be on The Bachelor. I'm The Bachelor, and you two have to fight over who marries me. Oh, I don't, I've don't. i never okay. seen The Bachelor. I just know it's on. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't I mean, The I'm Bachelorette make more sense right where now, we were all vying? No. no. Okay. Because I said it's going to get weird. Okay, so. Uh, I like that. Let's do that. Who, and then Colby wins. Yeah, I, nobody wins in that nobody situation. Nobody wins in that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, I think that's a fair. Nobody wins. Um, Survivor, I would not win. Um, I might be able to do some Survivor. Colby, Colby probably strikes me as the most likely to win in Survivor. Um, how about that ballroom dancing one? That is the only reality TV show I've actually ever watched um, because my mother-in-law loves it. Um, they pair you with a... like So they pair Hans with a professional ballroom dancer and that professional ballroom dancer teaches you to dance. Do you think you could do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't have... I can't dance. How, how about The Masked Singer? I think that's on... I can't sing. Either. I can sing. Well, well, I, I can sing. I okay. Mean, I, I'm assuming me and you sound pretty much similar pretty, when we sing. So. Yeah. So Colby and I would tie in the Mass Singer. So, so speaking of the Mass Singer, did you see the Elizabeth Smart? One? I did. Was, ooh, I, that was. When did Elizabeth Smart become a celebrity? Um, I mean, oh, I mean, okay. So she, I, but isn't Elizabeth Smart more like infamous than famous? <laughs> like, I, I mean. I mean, like, I don't think that they're necessarily looking for A-list celebrities well, on that show. But seriously, like, the first season or two of it, they kind of were. Or at least, like, interesting people. Like, who was going to guess Elizabeth Smart? Like, no one's going to guess Elizabeth Smart. Because I don't... I mean, do you know who Elizabeth Smart is, Hans? Yeah, see? No, I'm. it's the masked dancer. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading about it now. Wait, she was on the dancing one? Yeah, his masked dancer who made international headlines when she was kidnapped in 2002 and rescued. Wait, there's a masked dancer? Apparently, yeah. Yes, it's masked dancer. Yeah, Elizabeth Smart's only claim to fame, as far as I know, is I mean, yeah, she was kidnapped and like held in captive for a long time, and she's from Utah, and she plays the harp. Like that's the only thing I know about her (laughs) is that she looks like every other like blonde Mormon girl in Salt Lake because they all look the same. Um, No offense to our Utah listeners, if we have any. Um, but I lived there for like 35 years. I know what I'm talking about. Um, and she plays the harp and she got kidnapped. Like whatever. She's apparently like a, a, a talker person that a motivational speaker. There yeah, we go. But I mean, no one was ever going to guess Elizabeth smart. That seems like cheating. It, I, I want to say that in one of the articles I read, someone actually like thought that it was, but didn't guess it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. All right, Captain Insano wants to know, uh, is or was there a game that as a kid you quit playing because it was too difficult that you came back to as an adult and blew through? I got worse at video gaming as I got older, so no, absolutely not. Absolutely the same. I'm so much worse at video games now than I was as a kid. Um, the only thing I will say about video games, and I'm sure Hans can, can back me up on this, actually probably Colby can too, is that... All the video games you played as a kid um, 
specifically arcade games. Like if you're old enough to remember arcade games, um, any of those you come back to with unlimited saves or unlimited coins, I guess, um, are so much shorter than you assumed they were. Um, like Golden, Golden Axe, Axe is 15 minutes long. <laughs> Same with Double, Double Dragon. Dragon. All those is games are 15 yeah. minutes long. X Men is 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those games. Yeah, X Men kind of surprised me because I had that on the 360 arcade, and like you're like, oh, it's only like five levels. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember putting so much money into Double Dragon 2, probably, and there was a guy I just could not get past. Like, there was nothing I could do to get past that guy. And then when I played it the first time on, like, a MAME emulator or whatever, I was like, oh, well, if I just gotten past him, like, I, I'm to the end. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with Hanzo. I've gotten significantly worse at video games as I've gotten older. And way less patient. Way less patient. So... I don't know if I, I didn't ever quit playing it, but like Contra, I think I got better at just because I just played it, so played, much. It, played it, played it, played it until like was really good at I it. I would say that there are probably games as an adult that I would be better at like the logic puzzle part of them, um, but I certainly can't. Like I, I wonder if I played like Mist now, if Mist would. Oh no, no, it trust does not. me. At, having played Mist in the last ten years, nope. No. Those are just like the most obtuse puzzles ever uh-huh. that make zero sense. Maybe I'd be better at King's Quest if I play it. Probably not. It certainly, Probably not. It certainly <laughs> did not work out for Full Throttle. I remember playing Full Throttle as a kid going like, this is confusing. And play as an adult and going like, this is stupid. It's not just confusing. Oh, that, that one thing that I didn't pick up in the middle of the game makes it so I can't beat the game? Huh, cool. And I can't go back there. Huh. <laughs> It happens. All right. Uh, final question from our good friend Rich, uh, who is kind enough to post these episodes for me now on our website. I like that dude's that, that's a good man there uh, because otherwise they don't get posted to our website, <laughs> frankly. So thank you, Rich, for that. Uh, he wants to ask a follow up question to the last question: What game do you struggle with now that is a ki- that a kid can beat you at? And the answer is all of them. <laughs> Correct. Mansox Jr. is now better than me at all games. I, I'm not sure Carter is quite yet, but... Oh, my... So, I will tell you something that I got... It was weird the other day. So, uh, Carter, like, three years after uh, I quit playing Rocket League, has decided that he wants to play Rocket League because a friend of his wants to play it. Like, I begged him for years to play Rocket League with me, and he's like, nah, it's stupid. And now a friend of his plays it, so he's like, yeah, I'll play some Rocket League. And so him and... Uh, me and a couple of his friends were playing and uh another friend of his from sweden was like hey do you mind if i hop on and play with you guys and i'm like yeah cool whatever and he plays he starts playing with us and the kid's 13 years old he's ranked platinum in rocket league and just flattened us like i mean it wasn't he was toying with us like a cat toys with mice it was it was it was it was it was probably on par with the one time that Colby played Counter Strike with <laughs> me and a couple friends oh, and just like he was the one time yeah we never did it again uh, <laughs> I don't like losing that much but yeah now all kids are better at everything now I thought it was cute that you guys scrimmed like once a week yeah yeah and, and by scrimmed I mean you guys played together once we screwed a week. around once a week yeah. <laughs> Uh, any any games now that you think uh, you're, you're worse at, Cole? All of them? That, that a kid? Yeah, what, what game could a kid at? beat you at? 
don't know. I don't play. I play single Fortnite. player games. The only, the only kid that's around me is four years old and can't touch the, you know, the sticks and the trigger at the same time. So I'm pretty good. Get there. All right, let's talk cheap free games. Uh, Epic Games this week. Have you played uh, Galactic Civilizations three, Hans? That seems like maybe something up your uh, in your wheelhouse. It is in my wheelhouse. Um, I have not played three. Um, about the time that stuff was coming out, X4 came out, sure. and X4 is the same kind of, it's that same wheelhouse, and X4 and the X series, as much as their interfaces suck, I love those games so much more than Galsa. Is Galactic Civ, is that a Firaxis game? Maybe, yeah. Anyway, stand by. build a civilization that will stand the test of time. <laughs> Choose from dozens of unique races and make a name for yourself across the galaxy to, through diplomacy, espionage, technical advances, and more. It's a, uh, it's like a Civ strategy type game, like a hexy based. Uh, it's Stardock. Whatever. I don't even know what that is, but I trust you. There, Stardock is the developer. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're into space strategy, that game might be your jam. Free on the Epic Store next week. Um, if you guys haven't grabbed, uh, specifically you, Hans, if you haven't grabbed Battlefront 2, you should. It's free through today. Oh, yeah, I grabbed it. Um, I would say a couple things about Stardock. They're, they do off-world trading company as oh, well, which is a lot I've of fun. I've heard good things about that. Um, but they are also the ones that stole Star Control from the guys who owned oh, it. So. so not as cool. <laughs> we should do a, we should do a uh, podcast Absolutely. on that someday. Because that's a, that's a sad, sad tale. My boss uh, at work... He's he stopped playing video games at the NES generation. He keeps telling me that I, we need to do more eight bits so he can listen to an episode that he cares about. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, we could talk eight yeah. bit. I mean, all you we'll, want, we'll do it. Uh, coming to Game Pass this uh, the end of this month. Uh, let's see, starting tomorrow, you'll be able to get Control on PC. If you've not played Control, it is exceptionally good. You should try that out on PC, Hans, because Control is great. Um, like my only complaints about that were like there's some really weird difficulty peaks, but that game's spectacular. Uh, coming to Android console and PC, Desperados 3 uh, tomorrow, which is a game I unfortunately got um, a physical copy of for Christmas. So, whatever. Why? That seems like a strange game for you to get. Um, I played the demo of it and absolutely adored it. Like, the demo was really, really good. Um, yeah, it, it does seem kind of like not exactly a game that would be my jam, but I saw a bunch of videos of it. I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then I, like, just... I really liked the demo, so um, I've been watching it for months, um, and it finally got cheap, and so someone got it for me for Christmas. Whatever. I'll sell it. Uh, Donut County is coming to Android console and PC. That game is hella fun. Um, I'm going to play that with my kid. Yeah, your kid would love it. It's the, I, I don't know if I've ever played a game that is like the exact right length. Like If that game had gone any longer, I would have said, no, nah, this game's dumb. But it like just hits a sweet spot of like, Probably what four hours, maybe three hours. Yeah. Perfect game. I think it's. I want to say it's like two and yeah, a half. Yeah, super good game. I my, my man. Oh, manual man, manual man. Well, Manuel. Yeah, uh, is the same way. Like that game just stopped at the perfect time because any more of like, oh wait, I have to breathe. <laughs> you know, hit X to breathe. Like it was. But uh, yeah. it's good. Anyway. Uh, Outer Wilds is coming to Android, so you'll be able to stream that one. Mm. Um, Outer Wilds is probably the best game of 2019. 19. Yeah, super great. Mm. Uh, so those are all January 21st. Cyber Shadow is coming to Android console and PC on January 26th. That's the new game from the Shovel Knight people, I want to say. I think it's one of those games that has Knight in it. Um, it's not Hollow Knight. I think it's Shovel Knight. 
but I could be wrong. It looks cool. It uh, is like a take on Ninja Gaiden. Um, the medium is coming to uh, Xbox and PC on January 28th. That's the new horror game from uh, Bloober Team or Team Bloober um, that made like uh, Layers of Fear. Um, it looks really cool. It's going to be one of the probably the first like games that really shows off what the Xbox Series X can do. So check that out. Um, and then Yakuza three, four, and five are all coming to Android console and PC on January twenty eighth. So I think that puts like a huge majority of the Yakuza games on Game Pass now. Um, like yeah. almost everything except the new one. So it's cool. I've never played one of those, but people seem to enjoy them. Uh, Twitch Prime, you can get uh, Bridge Constructor Playground through February 1st, Sword Legacy Omen through January 29th, Alt Frequencies through February 1st, Along the Edge through February 1st, Cyberhook through February 12th, When Ski Lifts Go Wrong, which looks very fun, <laughs> through February 1st. Um, and go. If you listen to if you listen to one of the disaster podcasts I uh, mentioned at the first, you'll hear about what happens. <laughs> when Ski Lifts Go Wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I bet you that wasn't good. Nope. No. Uh, and then finally, Void Bastards uh, is available through February 1st. All right. That is our cheap free games. You want to talk Troll Corner? Yay. So there is a uh, music label uh, and music publisher called Materia Collectives. And uh, they kind of started out as a label that published a lot of the big, like, um, compilation albums from like some of the, I think the kind of orchestral like Final Fantasy stuff. Um, but they've, they've since moved on to actually publishing, um, other stuff. So like the, uh, Celeste soundtrack was published by uh, Materia Collective after Lena Rain decided she didn't want to like manage it herself anymore. So a lot of, a lot of big artists are repped by, uh, Materia and it's almost all video game music. And, um, uh, to Mello, who is a really great composer, he if you listen to Waypoint, he actually does some of the soundtracks for for or not soundtracks, uh, like intro and outro to some of their their podcasts. Um, very good composer. Kind of broken on Twitter that he hasn't been paid by the Materia Collective for like two years, including stuff that was on the Celeste B side soundtrack, which includes like him as an artist, um, but also like Ben Prunty's on there. A lot of people that have done big big work for Destiny Two and Mortal Kombat. Um, have just not been paid by Materia and they haven't been answering. Like, they send in emails like, oh, hey, we're working on it. And they'd send in an email a month later. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're getting to that. And then finally they broke it that they owe, like, almost $2 million in back royalties. Um, and Materia's like, no, no, we've got the money. Our accounting system's just so bad that we can't pay people. We haven't figured it out. So it's kind of a... like. I think we see this a lot in like the video game space when you talk about uh, like indie indie developers and indie companies that just grow too quickly. Like the same thing happened to um, the folks that made my time at Porsche, where they're like, "We're making a video game," and a bunch of people uh, gave us um, voiceover work for it, but we didn't really keep track of who it was, so we don't know how to pay them. <laughs> and like. Is that a problem? It's a problem. Like, folks need to get paid. So, yeah, no, apparently there are literally just dozens of people that the Materia Collective owes money to, um, and that they haven't been paid in, like, 13 months to two years, which is just shitty. But they said they're working on it, so maybe it'll all have a happy ending. Um, I just think it's, it's kind of a bummer when you see, like, a lot of independent artists and a lot of independent composers and stuff, like, they're not making, like millions of dollars like they rely on those those kind of publishers to 
pay them. Um, and there are there are places like Bandcamp that appear to really have that worked out, um, and apparently Materia Collective does not. So, bummer. You guys have uh, anything else before we call this a day? No. Nope. Excellent. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. Again, thanks to Rich for making that a place that actually has, you know, content. Um, it's pretty good. I, I redesigned that site about a month ago. It looks pretty good now. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bite Me Podcast to keep up with the day-to-day of us. And by day-to-day, I mean, like, every once in a while when I post things, but sometimes those things are very funny. So it's, it's not, not a reason not to follow us. Uh, you can hang out with us. All three of us are on discord. If you go to bite me slash discord, chill with us there, answer questions or ask questions. You can listen to us talk about things like how do you change, you know, the outcome of world war two without killing Hitler, stuff like that. Uh, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, slipping us a couple bucks and Colby. Bite me. I what's what's the exact opposite of turned on? Like what is it called when <laughs> you shrivel up inside your body? I have to ask all my ex girlfriends, but there you go. Chang. Bite me. <laughs>